Are you looking for a musical conversation with substance? Inclusive, with hosts just like you. Well, we have you covered. Welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. Sit back and relax. I'm Andrew with Jake, Kevin, and Rob, and we're sharing our favorite top shelf albums. Come for the music and stay for the conversation. And welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast. We're doing a little something different tonight. Uh, we're still springing you some great music. However, uh, if you're listening to this, that means we don't have an episode ready or something like that. <laughs> something this is what we effect. call rain delay material. We're not really sure when you're going to hear it, but, you know, we know you are going to hear it. Perhaps, you know, all three of us are on vacation the same week. Something like that, you know. So We're not currently playing with a full deck. That's right. correct. We are three, not four. This is a uh, bonus episode uh, for you this season. This will not be one of our. This is the subscriber episodes. level stuff. This yes. is the, yeah. unfortunately the pay, uh, the paywall. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Jed won't be with us tonight. Our uh, fans only page. <laughs> Jed is in Colorado. Yeah, uh, where going it is currently one hundred degrees in Colorado. It was ninety nine degrees at the baseball game today. So. Damn, Damn. but it's a dry. It's but a it'll dry be beautiful at Red Rocks. It's, it's God 7, bless Jed, feet. and uh, we hope he rocks. And that uh, whatever Umphrey's plays uh, moves him and all the yeah. people in that crowd. It'll be uh, without fainting. Exactly. Right. Um, Keep hydrated, folks. But I'm Jed's band, not our band. Right. They're his band. So I'm glad for Jed. Yay, Jed. And uh, what a, we're going to trudge on without him. See him, right? Night, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I went out to Red Rocks probably seven times when I lived there for a year. I went there for shit I would never really go see. Just to go, uh, right? The Guess Who and Joe Cocker playing together one night. (laughs) Came in through the bathroom window. Sounds like about an $18 ticket. Right. (laughs) Something like that. But, you know, it was like a Wednesday night. Yeah. And it was like the Guess Who's, uh, like, uh, reunion tour. And you knew knew they'd never played a place that big in their life. And they were just... right. These eyes. Oh, yeah. That's the number one yeah. hit, man. Yeah. No sugar tonight. Cry every oh. night. No sugar tonight in your coffee. No sugar tonight in my cream. I know all of their right. hits from those commercials in the 70s that yes. sold their album in between yeah. Brady Whitman. Bunch and, you know, all of those shows. Mm-hmm. Remember those? The Monkees. Right. Yeah, it was the Guess Who's Greatest Hits. That was one of the albums. Right. No sugar tonight. Sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Jed's in Red Rocks. I, I did see the Almond Brothers there one night by myself. That's it not a like, shabby thing right, uh, right there. not a shabby thing. By yourself. Thing. Ooh, it fucking not blew me away. I got one ticket by myself. To, I <laughs> wanted to see how close I could get the night before. Right. And uh, I ended up getting like 16th row or something center. And uh, oh, sitting next to an Argentinian record producer who bought all the drinks that night and uh, wanted to verify that what he saw was authentic rock and roll. And I was like, yep, dude, about as authentic as it gets. Exactly. This was this still when Dwayne Allman was functional and shit like that. Right. So, um, not the ghost of Dwayne Allman. You mean Greg. You mean Greg Allman. Actually, Dwayne, yeah. You didn't see Dwayne Allman. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, was I tripping. <laughs> None of us saw Dwayne Allman. But Greg, yeah. yes. But, but yeah. you did You did probably see uh, Warren Haynes. Yeah, I saw Warren. I also saw Dickie Betts, too, at one point. All right. And, uh, and, back in and, the day. And wouldn't, um, wouldn't O'Teal have been with him at that point? Uh, Warren, yeah. Warren. Warren O'Teal. Yeah, no, Warren, uh, Warren that too, no. Warren Betts. was no. Warren was there with Alan Woody. Remember him? Okay. He died. The yep. guy in Government Mule that Warren. Yep, that's they right. Left and then O'Teal stepped in after. Dude, did that. he OD? Uh, I think he did. I don't want to besmirch his name if he didn't. No, it's yeah, not mine. I have yeah, no idea, you're right. Good honestly, point. I have no idea. Um, that really, that was never my band. Government. No, Mule. no, a buddy of mine never. fucking loves him. Yeah, yeah, God bless him. Was, yeah, not, right. Not my jam, no. Dude, and I'll tell you, Warren, forever. He's calling the hard, hardest working man music. Yeah, Dude, that I, guy I, toured like a motherfucker. I went and saw like a three band thing where he was the lead dude in each band. And oh uh, yeah, and it mm-hmm. was it was kind of to me is Warren Fest. It was uh, to me it was a little much. To tell you the truth. 
He was part of the queue and that original quintet, nothing like it with him and Jimmy Herring and Phil. Oh um, yeah. Like one of the best bands of all time. And that, that alone buys him entree into whatever sure. hall they're Absolutely. creating. Um, but everything else is like, eh, okay. Yeah. Cool. He's a good. He's a good. Guitar he's a good guy, and, a good and he's good. He is whatever. a good dude. He does what he does. But yeah, I like the almond stuff, and I like the, the. Um, I don't. You know, I don't need to hear him doing his own music. He's good doing other people's music, though. Sure. Sure. Fantastic. Right on. So sorry to veer off course, Andrew. What are we doing tonight? What's our rain delay theater topic? Our rain delay theater tonight uh, topic tonight is new releases. Uh, <laughs> so they could be old releases by the time. Right. Uh, we're gonna try <laughs> and keep that now. in mind. <laughs> ha ha ha! They're brand new, so yeah, they'll be. Yeah, actually, we're talking twenty twenty one, and um, uh, what, what we have is both a uh, little remaster material and some uh, new material as well. We do. So that's what we are doing tonight. And uh, let's introduce the panel that we have tonight. Sans Jed, like I said. <laughs> but uh, You're a I, poet and you don't even know it. Shit, if only I could throw down some beastie voice right now. That would be No doubt. Well. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, you know, just uh, surviving in this hot, hot heat, um, listening to some tunes. And uh, yeah, um, the kids yeah. are about, they're still in school, believe it or not, which is crazy. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so We're actually in early June here. We don't know when you're going to be hearing this. Yeah, but they're yeah. still in school. So it's hot as hell. It's not and really early June. It's like mid June. Yeah, but we might not play this till August. I'm just saying. Well, if you're listening, it's the um, it's the anniversary of the OJ show. OJ oh, show. Fish fan. Yeah, it's the uh, anniversary of that show and the OJ chase and all of it. So yeah, OJ chase second at. to OJ show. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that for was anyone who doesn't so know. It is, uh, the, it is the anniversary of the OJ chase today. Right, six yeah. seventeen. Yep. So, yeah, the OJ show for Fish was uh, they went backstage during set break and watched the OJ incident break out, came out, and uh, uh, pretty much worked OJ into their entire second set somehow. And it was it, a live Fish release, wasn't it? Uh, eventually. It was in... 1794? From uh, Columbus, Ohio, I do believe. Milwaukee. Is oh, yeah, that's right, Milwaukee. And because also... The next, uh, night was, the next night was my first Fish show. Right. Really? So how are you doing, Andrew? I'm oh. doing great. Like I said, um, you know, just waiting to see some more live know. music. But yeah, keeping on, keeping on, uh, dealing with the same heat you are. Uh, but you know, um, learning how to do that. Uh, went to Walmart today. Yeah, I know, pretty exciting. But uh, in any case, so I'm, I'm actually not doing bad. Uh, life is life, but uh, you know, getting stronger. So, amen. Uh, Good deal. Right. Rob, what's up with you, man? Um, Ladies and gentlemen, Rob. <laughs> How you doing? Um, same old shit, working, um, dealing with the same heat you two are. Um, there you are. Went to, went, to, went to a car show today, which was cool because I love cars. Um, excited hey. to talk about some music. So what's your album tonight, Rob? <laughs> so we're talking new releases, and I am talking about Minor Moon's amazing record, called tethers right nice if if y'all haven't listened to it i don't think anybody i've suggested this record to has been like meh i mean it is it it is awesome <clears throat> it doesn't necessarily like kevin and i were talking about this earlier doesn't necessarily make you work to like it because it's just so fucking cool um opens with a tune and I'm going to steal Kevin's description because this is what he said to me when he first turned me on to it. Sounds like Neil Young crazy horse. And, and then it changes a little bit and it's, it's got like, a, so you go from the ground and that's the song I'm talking about the Neil Young ish tune um, to second track, no lighting fix. And it's like, it, it reminds me of Wilco a touch. It's got enough of that, like alt country yeah, kind of cool. twang to it. Thank you. 
well-written, and then the fucking Dobro or Lapsteel or whatever the fuck that guy plays sounds like goddamn heaven, dude. I mean, it. what is that thing called? It's yeah. a lap steel and it's, it's yeah, it's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more about this album. I mean, um, Sam Kevin turned, yeah. Kevin like, turned me on to this, by the way, IE or I, Kevin turned me on <laughs> this album. I mean, I, I, I kind of like what drew me to it originally. I'm, I'm not going to lie. was the album cover. Um, it's I, cool. I follow this artist on Twitter. Um, he does cover art for a lot of bands. Literally, he um, his art has been um, sold on the Grateful Dead's website. Um, he is no just shit. finished the cover art for the. There's a brand new Rocky Erickson cover album that's coming out. He did the cover for that, but gotcha. this looked like his artwork, and right. like I saw it and it drew me. And I started listening to it, and the first song I heard was The Ground. And oh my God, you know, like it just, it grabs you. And right. the first, for me, you know, the first three songs hit you over the head. Like these yep. these guys can play, this dude can oh, write yeah. a song. Yep. And like you said, they, they kind of grab from a bunch of different influences. Like you hear Neil Young, you hear Wilco, you hear a little Grateful yep. Dead. Yep, totally. Country. You know, um, I don't know. What else did you like about it, man? Um, It's so, like you said, and then like you go into like that tune so quiet and I'm jumping up a little bit because there's other ones in there that we have to talk about, like Hey Dark Ones. But anyways, that I don't know what that vocal effect is that he uses on it, but it's fucking gorgeous. And it reminds me of yet another band that I, absolutely love in that spot it reminds me of justin vernon or boney Vare. it's freaking cool dude I've listened to this album 150 fucking times. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's exciting. I mean, it's to me, it's like this. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, this dude lives in Chicago. I uh, yeah, that's another know, thing. Yeah. It makes it that that much better too. Like it's they're local guys. They're playing a record release show um, at. Uh, Shuba's the place Rob yeah. used to work. I'm excited. Yep. Um, and so yeah, getting to go see him will be fun. And um, I don't know. What did you think of this, Andrew? Uh, I took a couple listens at it and uh, uh, I did not get all of the influences that you guys seem to have weaned gotcha. from it. But now, uh, mind you, I listened to it 150 times. Right. I wasn't really uh, trying to derive uh, influences from it, like whether sure. who they're in, you know, who they sounded like. And I, it's just not how I listened to it right. uh, this time around. Um, uh, I did dig the, uh, I mean, almost alt country psychedelic type sound. Right. It, right. Um, which, you know, just, it, it amazes me how kind of uh, what I would call psychedelic music uh infects its way into music that uh you really wouldn't think you know would no. would contain sections like that totally uh, but you know it'll the these songs will turn on you fast when like you know it could be pretty slow and then all of a sudden they're deep into the fray right and uh that i respected heavily about it um i did also respect the heavy jamming uh um it was pretty fucking cool so and and that's the thing is is like you said that whole psychedelic thing with that country twang 
it, it you you think to yourself that those two things don't go together, but it fucking works. I mean, like Sturgill Simpson for Christ's sake, right? Not to bring him up again, but he's he's fucking great at it. I mean, I don't know if anybody's better. Um, True, but it's fun. It's yeah. a fucking blast. And this this dude is what's his name? Kevin Sam Sam Cantor. Sam Cantor. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean. It, Y'all, in a side note here, like I said, Kevin turned me onto this record. If you guys listen to this show for one goddamn reason, it's you should be sponging what Kevin's talking about when it comes to new releases because he is a fucking sage. So, folks, listen. I'm serious. Yeah. I listen so that you don't have to. I listen to a lot of right, bad dude, music, it's too. Pre-vetted. The it's um, pre-vetted. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you know it's going to be good. Fucking play it and listen to it. And I, I'm guilty like y'all. But just pick one and listen to it. You can't listen to it all, but eventually you can. And he'll send them back to you, too. Like, he'll be like, hey, don't, don't fucking sleep on this one. But it's fucking great. Right on. Yeah, this um, this is going to be exciting. Andrew, you should join us that night. I think it's a Friday yes. night in July. Um, oh, a good night sh- at Shuba's. At Shuba's? That'd be fun, yo. Well, and one of the things that, you know, I, an interesting point that you brought up, Andrew, is like the idea that like psychedelia is coming from these places it didn't used to come from, right? right? Mm. Like, and I see bands like this. I see bands like... Um, Nashville ambient ensemble, for example, that use like pedal steel to go way out there. And like these instruments that traditionally don't are now just kind of different vehicles. It's really cool because, you know, it's just kind of breaking down the genres, I think. And um, totally something like this was a really nice reminder of that for me. And it's really just kind of cool that like, I don't know, some local dudes from uh, where we live, Made it. Are putting are putting shit together like this, and the fact that we get to go see him in a little tiny room like Shuba's, dude, that's awesome. It'll I mean, be cool to see my, how many people they fit on stage too. One of my favorite albums of the year for sure, um, and I get to go see him at a little tiny club, and I'm sure they're coming to a club near you. So go check them the fuck out. Minor Moon, <laughs> Minor Moon. Um, Tethers is the name of the album. Correct. Right on. So right on. Sorry, Uh, folks, I had to take a drink there. Go ahead, Drew. No, 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 no. I, I think that's a good wrap up on a uh, minor moon tethers. Absolutely. Uh, go check it out. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago product. And, um, you know, and you think we live in Chicago? <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, I think it's worth saying. Because Absolutely. Like Absolutely. 25% of our listenership is nearly out of the country is, is out of the sure. Country. So, um, what you get near a nice little little taste of our town tonight. So, and speaking of kind of, um, uh, Kevin, who do we have coming up next? So, who we have coming up next is someone in that some of you worldwide audience may know. His name is Riley Walker. Um, he's a guitarist. Um, he used to live in Chicago, but now right. he's uh, now in, out east or something. Yeah, he's kind of east coast. It's like he lives out in Vermont, moved out of New York City during the pandemic. But um, he came out with an album this year called Course in Fable. And um, it's I don't know. Amazing. I, I, this album hit me like a ton of bricks from, from day one. What can I say about it? I mean, it's, it's Riley and his kind of core band, which is Bill McKay and Ryan Jewell plays drums. Bill McKay is a guitar player. And, and Bill McKay one, for the record is spelled exactly like my name, which not, it's not often spelled that way, but Bill and me have the same spelling. Anyways, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob, spell out your name. M A C K A Y. M O U S E. Anyway, that's but, the Scottish spelling. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> so it was like Riley took a van full of his friends out to Portland 
to go hang with John McIntyre, who used to be in like Tortoise and the C&K. Okay. Just kind of a, you know, like a legend. And basically just said, hey, I want you to produce my album. Okay, you got to come to me. And basically he came with tunes. Typically his albums have been kind of improvised by his own admission, right? And so he doesn't write lyrics like a traditional lyricist. Like he'll write uh, little... uh, the hell are they called? Uh, couplets. Right? Oh yeah, like he write little couplets, yeah. right? I've read that. Before. So when you really pay attention to this album, the way the lyrics are, they're not like narrative stories or anything. They're just kind of words, you know. Sure. Um, but like, there's pearls of wisdom in them too, right? Oh, you know? totally. <laughs> like Absolutely. there's these little He's nuggets. He's really witty, and guys, and as talented as this dude is, and he is. Um, he is a great follow on Twitter because he's hysterical. Like, just if you do anything, follow Riley Walker on Twitter. He's funny, dude. And so you can hear it in his in his lyrics too. Well, and the coolest thing about this album is to me, it's like his prog rock album, right? It's the totally. one that's like, okay, I freaking love like Genesis. I love Genesis and He's I'm going to make it. an album that tries to sound like like early Genesis while well, he's just an, he's just a Genesis yeah. fan, right? Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And so to me, from like, like from like lamb lies on Broadway to human touch, he said, dude, he human the invisible touch, touch. Dollar bin, or invisible touch. Is that what it's <laughs> Invisible touch. He bought it in the dollar bin at a freaking CD store. Yeah. Um, Riley's, I mean, he was like, um, he's an incredibly self-deprecating guy and, you know, really humble and just kind of a cool dude. Somebody you want to root for. I don't know. Um, He's in recovery now and kind of doing well. And so. So for uh, the uh, non-lyric oriented, such as me. Right. um, Right. What's in this album? It's, I I think it's jazzy as hell. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And we just got done discussing a band that we connected to our first record, Asia and Color and Bloom. And there's some some touches of like that Percy Hillish deal. That's what I heard, Percy Hill, and, for sure. And, and I mean, these guys can play, dude. Those. And I will I tell mean, you, I'll also tell ahead. you what I heard the most. I mean, What's that? I'm going to straight up say this. I fish. Yes, totally. Fish all over the place. Without question. I mean, compositionally and guitar wise. Right. Right. And of course, you know, he's got a single on the Fish tribute album or Fish cover album or whatever it is. Okay. And uh, I don't know. Is it is it it in tribute if if they're covers? No. he actually, I was watching a uh, a little live stream of his from like mm-hmm. last week, and he actually talked about that. Someone was yelling it out for him to play it. He's like, "Look, um, they gave me like twenty five hundred dollars to do that, and that was really the only reason I did." So I just kind of made it weird. It's put his name on it, um, right. but yeah, that's a, that's a horrible way to go about it, to tell you the truth. But he's but honest, he's right? Whatever. Um, he's not a fish fan. He literally made a Dave Matthews album. Yes, um, he did. He tired. And if you haven't heard it, I think it's, it's impressive. Yeah. It I, it's, I don't like Dave Matthews, but I love that. Or do I, I love it. Um, yeah, it's uh, what is it? The Lily right. White Sessions. Lily White um, Sessions. It's exactly. like the Dark Dave. He does that right. with like some Chicago they, jazz weirdos, and it's awesome. Yeah. And the, does it in that Lily Lily White Sessions thing that Dave Matthews did originally? Wasn't there like some controversy around it, and they wouldn't release it, and then it was leaked somehow? Yeah, it was like was Napster. Legs of it. Yeah. yeah, it was like one of those Napster albums. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 they didn't want release because yeah, it was like dark. It wasn't the right. uh, crash dancey days exactly. stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, like with this album to me, 
what I feel like I hear is like the prog rock influence. Like, okay. So you guys like Andrew, I hear you saying fish. What I hear is okay. Fish. Like fish became fish kind of through the filter of listening to Genesis and music like, right. Like prog rock. This is just kind of a different, like pathway to the same destination, mm, sure. from, like some kind of Chicago indie dudes. And I see that you're saying like, that they came up with the same conclusions after listening ooh, to the same music. Ooh, sure, that's Similar. a good. They both in, but they both separately came to the same conclusion. But I heard, and that's you. That's a good way of putting it. But Drew, as soon as you said, I heard fish. I did. There were parts I was like, Jesus Christ, that sounds like the portion of a composed. Yeah. Fish like a like the composed portion of a fish tune is what yeah. I thought. As I'm well, like, my guess is it probably sounds more like fish than he wants it to at this point. Maybe, yeah. Without yeah. knowing it, I mean, a lot of that though, if you think about it, I don't know. Some of that stuff is like more, like I'd call it closer to Genesis than I would to fish in that way, if that makes sense. Um, and I think. The other stuff that I hear, like, I don't know, like the second song, Rang Dizzy, um, mm-hmm. the, the stuff that you, like, the thing that gets me in that song is, like, there's a Spanish guitar solo that Bill does, basically, um, over these, like, strings. And it's just, like, stuff. The strings that you, are cool. You know, like stuff that you don't just have typically on a rock album. They just kind of happen. And there's like this, I don't know, sometimes almost like show tune Broadway element to some of it a little bit. Like, um, you know, uh, there's there's a lot of prog stuff on here, though, that I could definitely see with the amount of fish that we've all listened to in our lives. Like that being the thing that kind of registers first. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, it's composed and it's pretty tight. Like, you know, Ryan Jewell, the, the drummer on this album, plays a lot of different um, a lot of different things and he's great at all of them. And so right. the, the rhythms sound like Fishman at times, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, and this is the thing, like, there's no way that a, that a, that a, Jeremy B or a Nathan B wouldn't like this. I honestly think that. Like, how could they not like that? I lived and I thought that in my head. Like, how could those? How could they answer your own question, dude? Oh well, I'm just saying. No, I think that I. So my my proposal is to send send this record to both of them. Or if you're listening, boys, put it on. Seriously, you'll dig it. Um, but anyways, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I from the moment this, this thing came out, I've been listening to it constantly. And, you know, when we were talking about, we talked about the Dan uh, last week and, you know, Axis Bent to me is like, that's a Steely Dan song right there. Sure. Um, You know, the kind of that hi-hat, the kick drum hi-hat beginning. And then it just, it's clean. It's got that clean studio. And then at the very end, it gets all weird. Right. It's got right. that tortoise thing that like mm-hmm. just kind of stretches the rubber. Very jazzy too, all like, the way um, out. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of that's Bill. And then, um, you know, you get those last couple of songs. Right. Bill McKay. Uh, right. Yeah. Bill McKay <laughs> just playing. Um, M-A-C-K-Y. <laughs> I don't know. And then I, the, like clad with bunk, right? Like that, um, that to me is the most jam bandy of all the songs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's right. Right. I, it's kind of show tuny at the beginning. Yep. Right. Um, but then like kind of the last half of that song is all like, it's all kind of jam band. Thank you. 
and Pond Scum Ocean is um, that's where like the drummer just goes the fuck off, dude. In those last two tunes, Pond Scum Ocean and then Shiva with Dustpan are fucking all world, dude. I mean, they knock me on my fucking ass. Yeah, this to me is an album that just like it pays off if you are patient right. and you listen to the whole thing. The last two tunes are so yeah. well done and so sublime that it makes the rest of the journey um, in in psychedelic for sure, off. dude. Yeah, I mean, with Ponska Motion, you've got you know the Ryan Jewell doing multiple percussion pieces at once, and then both guitarists just go in and get weird and kind of you know, it gets pulled out of the fray. And once the timing all kind of sinks up, it becomes just kind of gorgeous. And I don't know, I, I love that song. And then, I don't know, what can I say about Shiva with Dustpan? It's, uh, it's definitely my favorite on, uh, on the whole album. And it's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's, it's got that kind of wistful feeling with the strings and, you know, it, I think I was saying that this song sounds like waving goodbye to someone as the sun is setting. That's a good description. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, I love this album. Um, what else can I say? I don't know. Uh, listen to it if you haven't. It's uh, it's a great it's a great um, representation of like Chicago experimental indie rock. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, sure. Cool. There you go. Riley Walker, Course in Fable. Great check record. Check, check it out. Check it out if you can. Well, we're going to take a break here on the Music Challenge podcast. Uh, we still have Can coming up. Uh, they did a remastered or re- or just plain release live in Stuttgart, 1975. And we're going to talk about Can and Krautrock and other assorted uh what can did to the music scene you might not have heard of can but a lot of people you love have heard of can right 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 so hang on and get a big sip of it hear what it sounds like and we'll check you out in a few minutes Uh, what are we gonna go out on kevin uh i think ooh, i had one in mind oh sorry no go for it let's throw it down pond scale motion on at Mm -hmm. the end yeah. And uh we'll uh so here it is, Pond Scum Ocean, and uh we'll uh we'll check out in a few minutes. Bye. See you in a few. from the Music Challenge Podcast, and I want to tell you how you can help us bring you more awesome music commentary episodes. You can subscribe in the listening app of your choice, or you can share this episode with someone you think might dig it. Please leave a rating and review for us on the listening app of your choice, or you can get in touch with us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook. Just search Music Challenge Pod and like us to follow us. We hope you enjoy the Music Challenge Podcast, and thanks for listening. on the music challenge podcast we've just been discussing aldi during the break and uh we're all big fans of aldi so we hope you shop at aldi too and uh say big big money at aldi at Aldi's. every show we're gonna have a different pitch for a, yes. a corporate for sponsor a new, hoping someone is listening yes. and just yeah, puts us right. in a big we'll pile of money guys. in front of us yeah at least send us 15 a grand to say our name yeah 
Or at least say, you know, send us a back basket of goods or something like that. Yeah, send me a freaking $100 gift card a week. I'll freaking use the shit out of that. I only shop at Aldi anyways. Well, Rob, anyway. you won't get anything pitching it like that. So we're here to talk about uh, can for the rest of the episode. And for those of you who, uh, let me just preface this, who aren't familiar with can, is they are a German experimental rock band from the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, early to mid seventies, basically, you know, varied, but you know, it's like six dudes on stage. Right. And, uh, what it was, is it was kind of a mix of, uh, classic jazz and heavy psychedelic, right? I mean, heavy, heavy psychedelic. Experimental improvisation. Mm-hmm. Right, and they were the the pioneers of the uh, krautrock scene uh, in Germany, which you know had elements of psychedelic rock, electronic music, and avant-garde right. type That's composition. Where, isn't that where a ton of early electronic music came from? There, uh, that's where a ton of the influences came from. I think, yeah, um, I can't craft tell you work. exactly. Mm-hmm. Early craft work is what it's labeled here as. I don't know how craft work changed throughout their career. Yeah, but um, so in, in any case, uh, um, so to give you a little taste of what can sounds like, um, I'm gonna, uh, you know what it is? It's kind of a hypnotic uh, type of deal where it it drones, it, it kind of it, it kind of drones, and uh, well, I would say kind of half of the idea of the music is to get you to forget about the music. It's just something that pops in your head and uh, or something that is in your head and you're not paying attention to the artist anymore. But uh, that hypnotic role, um, you know, often comes off the drums, which is often repeating in its own patterns. And I'd like to point you to uh, uh, in dry uh, of, oh, I should say the names of the songs on this album are Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, which is one, two, three, four, five in German. So when I say refer to song Dry on the album of Stuttgart 75, live in Stuttgart, so 1975, uh, I'm gonna, the hypnotic role created by the drums at the start of the song is, is really pretty, pretty fucking cool. And you can tell how it, 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 I mean, it sounds like it's not moving at all. Like, you know, they're kind of stuck in a hypnotic pattern or something like that. But mm-hmm. slowly they're distorting the music, you know, over a long form period of time. Not quite as quick as like, you know, American rock band would or anything. Sure. Right? Yeah, it's it's a building thing. And that's where like it gave me like the feeling of in spots, the Grateful Dead um, oh, I heard Grateful Dead noises out of it. You too. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's there's just literally it, a Spanish it, jam. The yeah, first like Spanish two minutes jam. into the song, there's a Spanish jam. It, uh, it into just the first song, and and it, which is obviously not a bad thing, folks. Um, but it was. It might not be know. intentional. But right, like, right. But you. like you said, maybe they came to the same conclusion, right? Well, these guys. I mean, so I think the thing we need to remember about this um, versus because some of you may have been on the journey with us where we discussed um, Cannes uh, 1973 album. Um, help Mastered. me. Uh, 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 I don't have the name of it uh, straight up next to me. You know what I'm talking about though, right? We, uh, we did albums for our birth year, but we talked about Cannes before oh, right. and um, I'm getting it right now. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Future days, right? We talked about future days from camp. And so, you know, part of that, that whole thing was they had a singer back then, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and here they don't. And so these, I think their name, one, two, three, four, five, because they're literal 
just excursions, right? They're experiments. They're like improvisational. Yeah, these are uh, not songs. These are not songs you'll find on an album or right. anything like that. These are movements. Right. They kind of catch air. Good composition. Yeah. So I think a big part of this, um, the sound that they make is, is like kind of the product of the experiment, the flying without a net. Right. Sure. And so like, on some level, they were doing similar things to other bands in the same time period that mm. we also revere, right? Absolutely. And so... Oh, the, yeah, influencing contemporaries, right? Well, I mean, if you... Yeah, I think... They, we, really or talk- you're talking about influencing future, but they're in, they influence their contemporaries ahead, right? Both, I, mean, I think, yeah, right? They absolutely. were an extremely yeah, the pioneers of the kraut rock yeah. scene, and the kraut rock scene was, you know, did comprise of, you know, 10, 20 bands, you know, out of Germany. Sure. Uh, you know, bands like Nui, Amon Duel 2, which I actually have heard quite a bit and like quite a bit, Harmonia, Ashra, Tempe, uh, Temple. Um, those are all those are all other kraut rock bands that you might have heard of. Um, but you know, when it comes to, or may not have, or may not have, you know, check it out. Um, but you know, when we talk about what came after that, we, you know, I mean, I'm just going to genre, genre it and we get into specifics. Of course, electronic music was, was influenced with, uh, Ken's use of, uh, synthesizers and taped music, um, to kind of make some of that noise in the background. And also, then they do play an organ for a great amount of uh, this album, right? Um, <clears throat> kind of the eerie haunted house type organ, uh, as well. But you know, ambient music and and really post punk music is what we're going to talk about most here, probably. Sure. Um, by post punk, you know, like I guess we can think of like the Sex Pistols as the first wave of punk. And post-punk was a reaction to that. And, you know, we can get down to geography of England, but we won't. But, um, you know, so, you know, Krautrock itself was highly influential to the late 70s development of these bands. Sure. Yeah. Well, and then it, carrying it forward, I mean, you've got bands that basically kind of came up in the late 80s, early 90s that have been institutions for like 20, 30 years. Bands like Pavement, Yola Tango, that are right. like straight up, oh yeah, can definitely influence us. Radio Stephen Malcolm like, straight up covered a can album. Like Iggy Bamiasi, like he's a huge can person. Wow. And, you know, like... Um, the, yeah, the dudes from Yola Tango, um, like they're, uh, they just, they influence, like you said before, uh, Radiohead throws them, right. uh, a lot of love. And so a lot of these bands that have been around institutions now for 20, 30 years now, right? Which is crazy like, to think, but yes. They owe a hell of a lot to this band. And right. the thing on this album, I don't know if, um, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned it yet, Andrew. Um, the thing that to me ties all of this together in every song seemingly is the absolutely amazing bass playing going on by this dude. Yeah, I mean, I did pay attention to the bass playing. So uh, it's amazing. I don't know. I just um, like, to me, it's the thing that kind of, it, that kind of ties it all together. And um, some of the moments um, it, it really, um, like you, I think you hit the there's nail a moment, on the head before. It, it, there's a moment in Ninth, like about 19 minutes into it, when it all comes together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, folks, you're in for a ride, by the way. <laughs> the last two yeah. minutes it, of that it, song right. are insane. Like 19 minutes into it, but it's worth it, man. This is like, there's pink, there's the, like, I'm a gum of Pink Floyd coming out in it. Like, it's mm-hmm. just fucking dope dude i need to in it and it can only be improved with psilocybin and other psychedelics but i'm just saying i need to i need to try that too you won't be disappointed but like this album this album is um it, it, it this is this is the living testament to god bless the tapers um, yeah, no shit. The reason this album exists is because a, a, a psycho fan 
layered himself up with cassette Mics. equipment and microphones and recorded this stuff and somehow got it to the band. And I guess the original band members have been able to remaster it and turn it into this beautiful document. And it sounds pretty damn good. And I think, like you said, the, the, the last two minutes of Ein's, um will just like, no, this is 19 rewire minutes. your brain. Yeah. Right, um, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but, you know, to appreciate it, you need the build up. The 19 right. minute build up. Exactly. You, you should not. And it doesn't feel like that. that long. Yeah. Well, well and that's I mean, the thing put is. Put it on when you're doing something, you know, that right. way you're not sitting there staring at the radio or something like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, waiting for be... something to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think it can be a great, um, a great headphones album if you're into that yes. sort of thing. Yes. Um, I think it can be a great solitary album. Um, you could probably throw it on in a room of people, but then I'm sure somebody would be talking say, unless you were all kind of in the same vibe. If um, you were to invite someone to dinner to come over and listen to this album, it would have to be a particular type of person. Yeah. Um, sure. You know, it's, one that was going to come over and eat so I don't I associate don't with people other than that. <laughs> right. I mean, do you, do you have exactly. people like that in your life? I don't. Like, not ones that I'd ask to dinner. Figured it out, yeah. I wouldn't have anybody to my house right. that I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do that with. No shit, dude. So, like, one of their big influences was uh, uh, Carl Heinz Stockhausen, who uh, also was a big influence on uh, certain members of the American scene, you know, notably Frank Zappa. Oh, really? And, yeah, and Phil. We Lesh. love Frank Zappa, as you all know. Just yeah, I mean, the there are so many ten like tendrils that kind of branch out to the, all of this music because in the same, they all are branches of the same tree, you know, right. um, when it comes to that, uh, Phil and Zappa and can like, yeah, all of it, right. Like they're kind of living definitions of further when it comes to music. Just sure. Pushing and right. Like, yeah, the 20-minute journey, like, you know, that two minutes of bliss is worth the 18 minutes that it takes to get there. And it it is, and the folks that know it know it like that, I don't know. And I would hope that most of the people that are listening to this, maybe not. Like, if you're not, try it. Like, it'll catch in when it does. Like, something, a build like that is magical. So trust me, after that time, this two minutes is freaking going to blow your mind. Well, and I think there's also something liberating about music that isn't like, I would not use the word shredding for this music. No. Sure. Um, like it, it moves, it kind of like. There are moments of some it's, pretty hot guitar solos though. Yes. We'll I'm not going to deny that, but it's not kind of based around that. It's not like everybody's mm. supporting a wanking guitar player, right? No. It's, <laughs> there's a it's lot of supporting right. of solo. You're right. You're right. But it's, but it's like a serpentine journey that kind of twists and turns and sure. surprises you. And, you know, right. like that's, if you're the, that kind of person, um, this is the perfect music for that. And it's so cool that this dude was able to capture these moments in history and somehow get them to the right. band. And that is a cool story. I didn't know this until Kevin told me. Yeah. There's a New York it's Times. It's a cool damn story. It. Yeah, so we'll link it. Uh, you know, when we when we air this, we'll we'll make a corresponding uh, post with it, so you can read a little more about the guy's name is Andrew Hall, um, and he was a psycho fan, you know, and just <laughs> That's great. smuggled these and things cool. in, and thanks, you know, Andrew. He wasn't supposed to, and yeah, God bless the tapers. I mean, it's the whole reason. Why Kevin's a taper too, so God bless him. You know. Amen. Um, God bless us all. But uh, yeah, you, you you picked a great choice, Andrew. This is a hell of a document. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fun listen. Yeah, I, I think it's important, you know, uh, for people to hear like kind of, uh, you know, anyone who was in the new wave or post-punk, you know, like artists, sure. you know, like Susie and the Banshees, Public right. Image, Cabaret Voltaire, The Fall. Depeche Mode. Now I mean, we're about to go down my haunt, Gary Newman, Joy Division. Right, or, right. Orchestral Joy Division. Yeah. Uh, orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, uh, Simple Minds and this heat. Big Country. Oh, yeah, Big Country in a big country. So, um, Echo big and the Bunnymen, did you say that? 
No, I didn't, but that's a good one. Big list of artists here that uh, um, really took from uh, the electronics and the, you know, kind of. Absolutely. You know, a little bit of the avant-garde composition, you know, like they took the pop sources of that. And and the license to forward. be different. Yep. Not sure. to settle. Yeah, keep exploring and right. don't know what you're going to find at the end of the journey. Right on. So that's Can. I uh, hope you enjoyed a little bit of that. And um, so that uh, could be it for tonight on the Music Challenge podcast. Anyone got anything else? Yeah, just, uh, yeah, um, keep supporting local music, uh, go see shows, uh, tip your uh, servers, um, go yeah. go out, go be happy, do things, quit being afraid, live your life, enjoy, hug right. your Right, see some music. Like Yes, and most importantly, style. see some music, right? <clears throat> There's so much going on. Um, find something in your town, even if it's a little dude at the cafe down the block playing his guitar, throw, you know, throw five, five bucks in his hat. Exactly. And uh, support artists and just do your thing. Um, love you all. And also give us a good rating on the uh, yeah, whatever stars. thing you're using. Reviews uh, are quite, actually, they help us move this thing forward because reviews uh, get us exposure. Every single review gets us exposure. So please, folks, give us a Write review. a paragraph about how much you love us and our discourse. Just write a nice, I, just write a nice paragraph of, you know, or just write something, you know, you don't have right. to tell us how much you love us. Just, uh, be cool, be cool about it. We'll be cool about it. And, uh, and we certainly would appreciate it. So, all right. I think we're wrapping it up for the music challenge podcast. Uh, we're in the missing Jed formation tonight. So that's why right. this is a bonus special episode. Uh, one that will be heard at a later date of which we don't know, so it's the Umphrey list edition. Oh. Right. Umphrey list edition. Sure. You got you guys, thanks for letting us talk about music. It was fun. Um Indeed. who knows when you're gonna hear this, but we'll see you next time. Or or, or we'll hear you next time, or you'll hear us one of the three. New releases. That's what we talked about tonight. So we will uh talk to you later and uh good night, folks. Night guys. Peace. Thank you.